Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. If you think I'm sexy and you want my money, come on baby, listen to this show. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on uh, Tuesday, February 13th. (laughs) Ah, You know what tomorrow is. Um, Anyway, on tonight's show, uh, Tom is uh, back on with me as the co-host, and we're going to talk about uh, brick and mortars and, uh, you know, ways that we can support them, things that we can do to help them, and so on and so on. Plus, we'll have uh, music and a mailbag and a rant, all that coming up on tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, And before we go any further... I do want to say that uh, Tom and I recorded our our discussion on uh, Sunday night, and then it was Monday morning we found out about the passing of Lars Everson. Uh, Lars, I met him many times at the Chicago Pipe Show, and uh, just a, a, a wonderful fellow to, to visit with and hang out with. If you would like to see a very well-written uh memory of Lars, go to the homepage of PipesMagazine.com and you'll see what uh, Sykes Wilford wrote from uh, Smoking Pipes. It's better than anybody else could say it. And all I will say is that uh, Lars was a gentle giant amongst the pipe hobby and uh, will be missed. All right, with that, yes, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, so a little bit of a Valentine's theme running through here. So let's get right to it. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and when I mean we, you know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and there's nobody else I'd rather spend time with now than Tom's wife, but uh, Tom, she's not available, so uh, Tom... Uh, welcome back to the Hi, show. <laughs> it's time for it's time for us to spend a lovely romantic uh, forty five minutes together here on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And when you think Brian and Tom think Lady and the Tramp spaghetti scene, it's beautiful. It's magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look more like the Tramp. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? Since we uh, since we last chatted, uh, smoke wise, I've been trying uh, some Burleys, going back to Burleys, and uh, some smoking Blend Double Zero right now. Try to also try to cherry aromatic. Still haven't found one I like, um, and that's what I've been doing. And well, tell us about what you're smoking, because I've I've actually been. On quite an adventure, a, a gathering adventure. Uh, yeah, but you're smoking a burly. But what are you smoking it in? Uh, I'm smoking a Stanwell Buffalo pipe that I actually got at Yulee's in an in estate purchase. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I got so I got accused of being a pipe snob. Um, so I decided that for tonight's show, I'd pull out. You know. A, it's a, a J.T. Cook pipe from the 1999 <laughs> P&T Magazine Pipe of the Year. However, this is a rare one. It's a smooth. It's, oh, so you're not too much of a snob because we can't look at the blasted grain. It, it, it's a smooth. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a smooth and it's a kind of a flame grain. And, you know, and because it's a smooth, I got it for a price that I couldn't pass up, so... Um, and of course, I'm smoking a, a Virginia Perique in it that someday I might talk about. Uh, anyway, you got you got a bunch of stuff going on around your house, don't you? Yeah, we do. Uh, you, you talked about who you'd rather be spending Valentine's Day with than me, for many reasons, all of which are good. Um, but I'm here to talk about, for at least the beginning of the episode, my brother-in-law, Ariel's brother Austin. 
he is, by the time any of you hear this, going under the knife for a major surgery. Uh, he's getting a heart and liver transplant. And wow. um, we are doing this massive fundraising thing with uh, GoFundMe. The Pabst Brewery actually uh, gave us the, uh, one of their convention halls so that we can have an event May 18th of 2018, the Beating the Odds fundraiser event. And at that event, we're going to be having live music, uh, comedians, gambling, casino, food, uh, and a bunch of silent auction items. And he asked me if I would be able to get some pipes and tobacco. And I thought, for a silent auction, the statistical probability of a pipe smoker being there other than me is almost zero. <laughs> And so I didn't think it would be very good for me to gather some stuff for a silent auction event and then have me purchase it for a, probably less than the value since no one else would bid. Um, but I decided to ask people in the community to help out and do a an eBay auction of items. And I've been gathering things from different people in the community via YouTube or the Pipes Magazine radio show. I've collected some things so far and would like to let everyone um, know that looking to be in March, I'm going to be doing a, an auction item uh, or auction for the event that I've already started putting up some YouTube videos with some of the items I've received and already actually uh, one of the YouTube pipe community members actually did some of the legal paperwork that you want to do before a uh, surgery of this magnitude. Wow. So you'll, you'll let us know when those go up. Uh, can you, uh, do you still have room for more items to be donated if people want to do that? Absolutely. If you find me on Facebook uh, or you, you message me uh, a private message here on the Pipes Magazine radio show forum, I would, uh, absolutely take more items. Uh, and just to give you a little sneak peek, if you haven't seen the YouTube videos, our very own pipe stud sent in some vintage tobacco, pipe tart, Sally, she sent in a, a wonderful unsmoked pipe. Jim DeShane, who you've had on the show, sent in a, a pipe and some tobacco. Uh, Jason Dagner, who you had on the show, sent uh, a pipe kit. I haven't released that video yet. Um, one of the buddies, one of my buddies from the YouTube pipe community, is sending an unsmoked uh, David Huber, the like that moon crater grain, really cool looking pipe. And uh, I, I'm sending, I, I'm putting in some tobacco. Uh, since I'm not a pipe snob, I don't know if my corn cobs and my, you know, estate Stanwells will bring in much, but I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to getting those cooks from you. By the way, Brian's sending in some cooks. Um, uh, I, I, I missed something nice. there. Yeah, I just, I just spoke real fast. Uh, I'm, I put in some '96 Ashton Pebble Cut and one treat item in a conversation I had with Mike at the Kansas City show in 2016. I asked him about his bulk blend being tinned and he said he hadn't done it. Uh, and so he sent me a few tins of, uh, 2015, the Virginia Perique flake. Yeah. And so I'm going to throw a tin of that into the auction, a three and a half ounce tin of the bulk blend 2015. I think that'll <laughs> be a, that'll be a good item because he said he hadn't done it before. So it sounds like you're going to have a bunch of good stuff, and again, we'll we'll let everybody know when and when and where and how to how to bid and how to donate and all that stuff. So any uh, that yeah, that's all coming up in what a month or so. I want to do it in March. Okay, perfect. So get, collecting through uh, February and then second half of March doing the auction items. Wonderful. Now. Uh, what did you want to, what, what are we talking about tonight? Cause I really don't know. Uh, I want to talk about local shops and it's based off of a pipe thread where our, our 
buddy Cosmic was encouraging people for the umpteenth time to go to local shops, visit local shops, and purchase things from local shops. So I thought that there would be a good conversation because I know that you have experience. I have experience. We can share lovely stories and wait. Because after this break, Brian and I are going to tantalize your earbuds. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about brick and mortar experiences. So uh, stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy, and just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and, uh, all right, so we're talking brick and mortars, um... Can I can I give my my definition of what kind of brick and mortars are out there right now so that everybody understands what we're kind of looking at? Absolutely. All right, so there's the uh the the most prevalent tobacco shop out there right now is what I call a discount cigarette store and that's the store where you walk in and there's usually a uh, a Marlboro price sign in the window and they might sell lottery tickets but they have uh, cigarettes, a little bit of premium cigars, but mostly mass market cigars. They have a little bit of mass market tobacco and maybe the occasional premium. And uh, some of those shops may have some of those uh, glass or small wooden pipes. But so that's that's kind of the discount tobacco shop. And and it might be a place where you know they might have ordered some premium tobaccos. Uh, occasionally because it may be the only shop in the town or in the area so it's not a bad place to go looking for some tobaccos that have been around for a while uh, or have been out for a while Um, the other kind is primarily a cigar shop and that's where you walk in and it's obvious that their main thing is cigars and they've got a little bit of pipes and a little bit of pipe tobacco but 90% 90% of their stuff is cigar and cigar related. And then there's the pipe and cigar shop. And that's where you walk in and they've got a selection of pipes from basket pipes up to brand names and tobaccos from bulk up to tins. And then they still have cigars and they'll have some imported cigarettes, but they're obviously spending, you know, maybe a third of their display space or, or half their display space talking about pipes and pipe tobacco. So is that is that pretty fair? That seems to be the, a very fair definition because we don't even want to talk about the ones where you walk in. It smells funny. You got like someone behind the counter who talks like this, bruh, because that, <laughs> that doesn't even fit into the realm of this conversation, right? If there's beaded curtains and, uh, and Grateful Dead t-shirts, you just really don't need to go any further. I I, uh, I feel lucky where I'm at um, in the Milwaukee area. So let me brag for a second before we dive full in. We have a discount tobacco store that falls into that first definition that you were talking about. And they carry Carter Hall, Sir Walter Raleigh. Uh, they carry all the Captain Blacks, even the Dark and the Cherry. And they have a killer humidor. They just had the drones 50% off. I went in to actually ask... If they would donate to my brother-in-law's uh, uh, raffle, silent auction, and they said they would, and I picked up the drones for eight bucks, and not the thousand series. I'm talking the sixty-fours. Um, then we have uh, 
there are stores out like Metro Cigars in this area. Yep. They are cigar heavy, but carry good bulk tobaccos and uh, purchase estate pipes and new pipes. So you can get a Nording is the is the main line that's carried, a Peterson, a Savinelli, or you can find uh, really nice estate pipes. And then we have the tobacco world and the Yulies, all within a 15-minute drive of where I live. So I, I want to just brag about that for a second. But the, the, the main thrust of Cosmic's point was the, to go and encourage uh, people to purchase from these places so that they don't disappear. And why, I mean, why do you think they're disappearing? Well, I can go online and pick any blend I want from any blender with with any amount of Latakia or no Latakia or Burley or no Burley. And if I can skirt around getting reported to a tax authority, I'm getting it cheaper. I don't even have to leave my couch. And I mean, I've seen some Facebook pictures. Some people need to leave their couch and go to a store. Is that too mean? <laughs> Uh, go, go run run to your tobacco store literally um, and <laughs> so it's just a convenient thing you don't have to go anywhere you can even order it on your smartphone which which I which I've done as well but those go away because people don't want to leave the comfort of their home to order their tobacco now, do you also have some of those shops where you can, you know, take your pipe and go sit down and sit inside there and smoke and hang out? It's why we do have places in Wisconsin to go and smoke, and it's important to visit those places and, and to frequent them because they're unique. With the with the, the lawn effect here, you have very few places. So you have like-minded people, and I'm not talking politics or religion. I'm talking, I want a good cigar, I want pipe tobacco. You have like-minded people going to a place where they feel safe, if you will. It's a safe place uh, to to enjoy a hobby with other people. And so the, what you don't get from these Internet vendors is a diverse crowd of, of men and women who literally just want to enjoy tobacco with people who enjoy tobacco. Uh, in Wisconsin, there's also a, a, a thing with the liquor law, so there aren't a lot of places you can go and have a stiff drink unless you bring it yourself. Uh, but that is an added bonus, too, in those areas when you can get together with someone, have a whiskey, a bourbon, and a good cigar or a good pipe, and just be yourself. So the same thing kind of happened here in in North Carolina in 2009. Uh, the state the state had a law that said that no city or county can make a smoking prohibition. It's a statewide issue, and they did that to protect cities and counties and so on and so on. But then in 2009, they went and said that you know what we're not allowing smoking indoors except in uh, membership only clubs and tobacco shops that are open and in business as of you know 2009 or 10 whenever whatever the date before it was um, so you you know we have a we have a relatively moderate weather here you can still have smoking out on a patio where food is served but that's purely up to the restaurateur and most of them have just, you know, kind of banned it. Um, the only little caveat is, is that if you want to open a, if you open a tobacco shop after that time, it has to be a freestanding building. It cannot be connected to any other building, or it can't have smoking in it. So they don't want smoke passing through the walls. Um, but you're right. I mean, have you stopped in any of these discount tobacco shops and discovered any hidden gems in them? 
Yes. Uh, when I was living in a suburb of Milwaukee, I went into every uh, store in the area just in case because the first one I went into had a tin of Sir Walter Raleigh aromatic for 20 bucks. Oops. <laughs> I pulled out, I pulled out my phone. I was like, yeah, oh, that's stuff's 34 bucks online. <laughs> All right. And I brought it up to the guy and he was like, Oh, no one is, no one has even, I mean, there was dust on it. No one has ever bought that. Do you want to take it for 15? So I got it for 15. And uh, I was like, yeah, and what about this stuff? And then there was um, some Carter, a, tin, a tin of, or a tub of Carter Hall, and he gave that to me for 25 So I paid more for the Carter Hall, even though it's cheaper online. But I was so excited to find it. And I went into another cigarette store in the same suburb, uh, two blocks away, and got three Peterson Donegals for 40 bucks a piece. <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break right here when we come back i'll tell you my dunhill story at a head shop and then uh more more brick and mortar talk so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years my granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Tom and I discussing uh, brick-and-mortar stories and uh, why you should go into your store. And, uh, yeah, you found those uh, you found those Peterson pipes uh, about two years after Dunhill had moved production to Denmark. I went into a uh, what I call a head shop because it was – they had some premium cigars and – but it was, it was mainly uh, Grateful Dead T-shirts and incense and other stuff, and they and you were had, going there. You uh, were going there for incense. Yeah, I, so you I was, could smoke yeah. in the bathtub with some incense. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going in there for uh, actually for rolling papers, um, because I'd gotten a whole bunch of hand rolling cigarette tobacco without any papers. Um, but I went in there and I'm walking around and I'm looking and they had a stack of about. I think it was like 16 different tins of Dunhill tobacco that was still the old Murray's stuff with the old lids and and everything sitting there. And it was still priced like it was three or four years prior to that. So, again, I bought them all and then I, you know, called up all my friends that, uh, you know, and after I talked to him, I called other people uh, that liked those tobaccos and dealt them off and... uh did fairly well with them, so yeah, stopping in the uh, stopping in the oddball shops is uh, is always worthwhile. Um, when you've when you've stopped in a cigar shop and pulled out your pipe, have you had uh, any strange looks from people? It depends on the store. We have uh, one in the area that says you, you're not allowed to smoke anything unless purchased from here, uh, and then we have another one just actually a couple blocks from my house where they they know me and know that every time I'm in there, I'm buying a drink, I'm buying a cigar. I, I, I make sure anytime I go into any shop, but you know, when I go in, I'm purchasing something. So they do not give any guff when I pull out my pipe and load it up. Because, you know, sometimes you just want a pipe. There's nothing else will suffice. And if I'm there and I'm on my second beer and there's a game on, I, I don't get any looks for pulling out my pipe. 
Um, but I do know that some places have the rules that you, you smoke whatever you purchase there. And I understand that. Uh, having When I was working at Uli's, you'd have someone come in with a cigar that we didn't carry, and they'd be raving about it. Well, where did you get that? Oh, Thompson's. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thank you for pulling business away. Uh, and the, the other thing about the stores in, in that situation in particular, oh, I can order it from Thompson. Talk to the person behind the counter. The cigarette store where I got the, the Donegals, the guy said to me, if you're going to buy pipe tobacco, let me know. I'll order anything you want. And so he, he had Carter Hall and stuff too. I didn't, I didn't mind. I smoke Carter Hall sometimes. But the, the people behind the counter want your business. They want to service you and give you a, a pleasurable experience. And so you can always ask, even the cigar store down the way, they asked me as a pipe smoker if they should get into it. I said, I wouldn't. You're doing well with the cigars. You're making four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a stick. But thank you so much. And if if ever the other places in the area shut down, please keep that in mind. And they said they would. Yeah, you know that that kind of reminds me. I've got a I've got a bit of a different relationship with uh, with most of the brick and mortar stores that I've gone into in the past, where I've either been in there. Yeah, trying to sell them something or, you know, working for, working with them on something. So I, even now when I still, if I'm going over to McCraney's, which I'm thrilled to death that I've got two locations here in Charlotte to go and hang out in. Um, even if I'm just going out there just to visit, I still want to buy a, I'll buy, you know, they only sell soft drinks, but I'll still buy a bottle of water for a buck. Um yeah, and kind of kick the tires and see what they've got going on. But you're right. You do, you know, if you do go into a store and you're going to spend some time there visiting with them or using their smoking facility, um, yeah, patronize them a little bit. Give them, give them some love, right? Absolutely. I, there's a place in that's on the way to my mom's house, and they have the worst pipe selection I've ever seen. I mean, they have. Some old Missouri Meershams that look like they've been sitting there forever. But you know what they have? BJ Longs. So I will literally go off the freeway, stop there, say hi, how you doing, how's business, and purchase BJ Longs. I don't I don't like any of their uh, pipe tobacco, but I don't want them to stop carrying it. I never know if they'll be the conduit to somebody falling in love with the hobby or if they'll be the last place in the area that has access <laughs> to pipe tobacco. Yeah, or out there in the middle of Wisconsin, some cattle farmer, you know, some some dairy farmer gets off of his tractor and needs a new corn cob. Well, that's what he's got. That's where he's going to go. So, with with this in mind, with this whole going in and buying, what you worked in the shop? What was the etiquette uh, for the customer? Was there a, was there a specific level of behavior that you expected? Um, before you would ask someone maybe to to frequent another place. I mean, if they were coming in and sitting and and hanging out and using it as a as a smoking room, I would expect them to you know purchase something. Um, even if it, yeah, I don't care if they smoke it then or not, but just to purchase something or had purchased something from from me in the past. Um, you know, it's very simple with cigars. Even, even if you only smoke an occasional cigar and you're still stopping in a place and visiting and hanging out, go in, grab one cigar that you're going to smoke later, sit down, smoke your pipe. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you had people that were coming in and they were bringing their own stuff in, I've seen that and it happens and... Yeah, especially now with smoking bans and you know during the heat of the summer here in the south, sitting outside in, the, in amongst the mosquitoes and trying to enjoy a a pipe or a cigar is not always the best thing. And if you can't smoke inside, where are you going to go? Well, yeah, if you go there, buy something from there, 
don't order it online and then bring it in because yeah that's just that that guy that's got that building and that place for you to go smoke is paying to keep the doors open with what you purchase uh and you're absolutely right you know with pipe cleaners uh a a couple of little tampers whatever it is those accessory items the taxes don't you know the wholesale taxes don't uh, don't vary across the country. Uh, you know I'm I'm kind of lucky here in North Carolina. Our host, our wholesale tobacco tax is twelve point nine percent. So our prices really aren't that far off of the internet guys. Uh, oh my gosh, twelve point nine percent. Yeah. Oh my goodness, here we're we're rocking seventy percent. Yeah. So, uh, based off of weight, so someone would come in and get angry that Dunhill Royal Yacht was, you know, twenty two thirty nine, and I'm I'm telling them, look, we're we're making like two two fifty three bucks off this, bro. We're, <laughs> don't get mad. I'm a fan of Dunhill Royal Yacht. I would love to to use this store to get some some deal to stock up, but we're getting hit with a seventy percent tax. So we're not trying to you know to skin you. We're not trying to steal from you. We're trying to offer a, a, a great selection of tobacco, and at the same time, we do need to make money off of it. Because if we we sold it for the same price that the online retailers were getting, we'd lose money. We'd literally just be paying the the state instead of making any profit off of it. You know, and maybe that's a good thing to go into and kind of update is, uh, you know, what what the states are doing and how the tobacco tax kind of works because like I believe in Wisconsin, didn't they get a protected cigar tax cap of like, correct. Yeah. Uh, roll your own and uh, pipe tobacco is based off of the value of the and, and weight. So the, the 70% is the value per poundage. The, the cigars are 50 cents a stick. So the cigars are protected at 50 cents a stick. Uh, the Jeff from Yulee's last time I visited this shop said they are going in to try to get a protective cap for pipe tobacco and roll your own because if anyone's aware when, when the state can get money, they'll do it any way they can. Uh, but the, the cigars are, are very reasonably priced because of the 50 cents. I mean, if you're buying a, a wholesale $3 cigar and you sold it for three seventy-five, you're, you're making 25 cents. You're not, you're not even worrying because of the, the, the tax is covered with that in that 75 cents because it's 50 cents a, a stick. And cigarillos are, I think it's like 15 or 16% of the value but it's the cigars and the pipe tobacco are just astronomical, and then to know that that's not even anything compared to the Chicago land taxes. Yeah, and then uh, a, a simple example is uh, the state of Florida has a dollar thirty nine per pack cigarette tax. So that's you know that that's what the guy has, that's what the that's what they charge for that little stamp on the bottom of it. Uh, and then 90% tax on any other tobacco products. So uh, chewing tobacco, pipe tobacco, roll your own tobacco, it's 90% of the cost when it comes into the state is added in taxes. Because of all the cigar companies that are based in Florida, uh, they got exempted from it and they have a zero tax on all cigars wow so you can go to florida and you can see a can of captain black in a albertson's grocery store which i've actually seen this and it was 68 dollars a can right next to some of the best premium cigars in the world and they're the best prices you'll ever see yeah the cigar lobby is strong but that's uh, that point. The ninety percent is, or the seventy percent is, not to get lost in numbers or to talk about taxes or to complain about the government. You can turn on the TV for that. But it's uh, it's to show that these 
these shops are not out to take from you. They're out to stay open. Um, they're not out to try to make a massive profit on pipe tobacco. Carrying pipe tobacco is a favor. I learned that very quickly at Uli's. Uli's is known for early blends. Uli's is known for pipe tobacco. It's in the logo of the company. Yet at the same time, if I could, if I could run a shop and make six bucks off of a Padron, and I got someone coming in and buying boxes of them, that's easier on the pocketbook than needing to bring somebody in who's very uh, educated on the differences between Virginia's so that you can make four bucks off of Cornell and Dealton. Yeah, so when you when you go into one of these shops, you know, realize that they've got local pressures that the mail order guys aren't uh, forced into, but at the same time, we need to help keep them open, I guess. And, uh, you know, you... <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been in some historical shops that have lasted over a hundred years, and you walk in and you see the old counters and the old fixtures, and and I can I can remember the first time I went into uh, uh, went into uh, um, into L J Peretti's in Boston, and the front of the store is about sixty square feet, <laughs> and. The, everything's behind a counter and you have to ask for everything and they bring stuff out to you. And that's the way the store was when it first opened. And then they got more space in the back and more space in the back, but they still bring it out one tray at a time. If you want to look at pipes and, uh, you know, you want cigars, they'll bring out suggestions to you. Uh, there was even a, there was an old tobacco shop in upstate New York in, uh, I believe it was in Ithaca where I was, where it the whole the center of the store was wide open, and then there was a horseshoe of counters, uh, glass counters that were serviced from behind, and that's where all the cigars were, all the pipes were in those, all the pipe tobaccos were on jars and jars and in the tins up on the back shelf, and the guys behind the counters took care of you. I mean, it was just a yeah. It, <laughs> It was a, uh, it was like stepping back in time, uh, but I'm afraid if we don't do the best that we can as pipe smokers, you know, to go in and take care of some of these shops, I'm afraid we may lose some. And you, you brought up this, this old time feeling, this, this people bringing you pipes, you get, uh, an experience at these shops, uh, that you can't get online. I mean, I've, 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 I've talk to people on the online 800 numbers and they're fine and pleasant and knowledgeable of their website but at, at at these shops you can go in or you can call someone on the phone and in the case of you mentioned lj peretti okay charlie i tried something when you were in chicago what was it and if, if they're not too busy and, and charlie's in a good mood he's gonna he's gonna talk <laughs> with you through what you were tasting and say, I think you were smoking Dundee. How about this? You buy a can of Dundee. Uh, I'll throw in the, the something else, and you let me know. Call me back and let me know if you like that. Then we can work on that too. Or you can go into a shop uh, and talk to somebody who's who's not there for the money. They're there because they're passionate about the product they sell. And you can you can talk about uh, cigars or pipes for hours with people. I remember when I first went to Metro Cigars, the owners are passionate about cigars. They're talking about the dirt of the different field, of the different regions, and why it gives it a different flavor. It, that's something that you're not going to get online. And, and from someone you know has uh, dedicated their, their life and finances to ensuring that what they're saying isn't a crock but is, is something that they're passionate about that they want to pass on to the customer. Yeah, or you get into a shop like uh, like Kyle, who came up and visited with me uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, I suggested that he go to Boda Pipes in Greenville, South Carolina, and Boda Pipes has, uh, in addition to cigars and pipes and pipe tobacco, they've got a great coffee bar where you can get 
just a, a really good cup of coffee and then sit down in there and hang out and smoke. And, you know, yeah, he's dealing with some tobacco taxes in South Carolina that, uh, that a lot of the mail orders don't have to deal with, but it's a great place to go and get a cup of coffee and sit down and smoke. And, you know, I think if they, if they sell drinks, I think it should be okay to bring in your own pipe and your own pipe tobacco and hang out there and buy a drink from the guy. Uh, it helps keep his doors open. Absolutely. It, it, the other thing you get is is people. Um, I, I when I was at Uly's, we're next to Riverside Theater. So I turn around and there's Bill Burr, the comedian. I <laughs> and uh, I was actually dressed up for a job interview that day, so he thought I was like the owner. He's like, "Hey, sir, is it okay if we uh, maybe come in here and smoke for tonight?" I was like. Uh, you're talking to the lowest person on the totem pole. <laughs> you need to talk to that guy. Yeah, we're uh, we're high class. The low end guy dresses sharp. I get this guy who comes in and he he tells me to stop clenching my pipe, and I'm like, well, that's what I do. I'm working. I'm clenching my pipe. He goes, that's what I used to do too, and he pulls out his teeth. <laughs> but he was the guitar player for. Uh, Coltrane back in the day and was the guitar player uh, currently for Aretha Franklin. Oh. These are the types of things that happen in shops. You just, you're in a shop and you don't know who you're going to run into. We t- last time I was on, we talked about Ed Jurekavitz. Yeah. I, that man changed my life, and it's all because he made it a point to come in every Thursday. So you're in a shop, you never know who you're going to meet, you never know the impacts you're going to have, and the experiences that you get from visiting all these different shops is well worth the extra dime or 70% that you're going to pay because it's going to shape who you are and the experience you have with the pipes. That reminded me of uh, Georgetown Tobacco in Washington, D.C. I walked in there one time on a sales call and was talking to this older older guy with a British accent who was sitting in one of the two or three chairs there puffing on his pipe while I was waiting. And... Uh, when I got in the back to talk to the guys I needed to, I said, you know, that was a nice old guy I was talking to. And I said, oh, yeah, it's uh, blah, 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 blah. He's, uh, he's a professor of uh, of international law or something at, at Georgetown University, but he was the former British ambassador to the U.S. <laughs> oh, cool. So he's like a, a real smart wow. guy, too. <laughs> uh, and then. That, that these are all reasons that we need to keep going, keep it alive. Um, and the other thing, and all the way back to the beginning of the show with the, the, the gathering things so I can do this auction for my brother, pipe folks are nice, and yeah. cigar folks are nice. These, these people who come into the store are, are going out of their way to have an experience and to share an experience with you, and and... 99% of the time, I'm not talking about the drunk college kids who stumble in. They're obnoxious. But 99% of the time, these are great folks. And without, I mean, just without giving names, I worked in two shops, which was a representative of four storefronts and was friends with uh, one of the managers at another shop. So five shops. There was one customer that each shop complained about. It was the same guy who visited each shop. Yeah. So the statistical probability of running into somebody who's a complete wad <laughs> is low. You sure. run into people you don't like. I mean, very, very few people like Brian. But at the same time, he's probably a great customer at a shop. No, I'm not. I want a discount. Um, and since it's, since it's almost... Uh, since it's Valentine's Day, should I share some love of some of the customers that I've had to fire? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's hear, a, let's hear a lovely fire story. So the first guy I got to fire was at uh, was in Las Vegas. I was working at the Dunhill store, and he would get halfway through every one of his cigars and then complain to us that it was plugged and it wasn't smoking right. And to plug it, he would kind of pinch it real hard. And he'd want another one. 
So after about, uh, you know, we were after about a month of him coming in and doing that four or five times a week, we finally told him, you know what, sir, we just don't have any product for you at this store anymore. Um, so we won't, we won't be able to sell you any more cigars here. Um, the other thing that, uh, that I had to end up firing customers for was, you know, a courtesy hold on a pipe that had just come in. And then maybe if the pipe was, I'll just pull a number out and say, if the pipe was $200 and you've put a $10 bill down on it to hold it, that doesn't hold it for eternity. That is a, there's a timeline in there that has to be, that has to happen. And you really don't want to put a pipe on hold, you know, with 5% down and have, it's sitting there for six, seven, eight, nine months. Um, and, uh, and I'll end it with this last story because this one's probably the worst. Um, don't get caught smuggling alcoholic beverages into a place, passing out, and then not being able to wake <laughs> up when you needed to go to the little boy's room and you just did it right there in your pants on the seat. Yeah, that's a fireable offense. Um, yeah, that one guy did it twice, and <laughs> we had to we had to fire him from uh, oops, uh, we had to fire him from coming into the shop <laughs> because uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, it was against the law for him to possess alcohol on our premises. Anyway, because we didn't have an alcohol a, a liquor license, so we had one that uh, that I think stood out above the rest. We're downtown Milwaukee. Uh, we had quite a few characters come in, and you'd also get people trying to sneak in just to use the bathroom. Well, we had one uh, lady who had come in, and she was completely insane. <laughs> but she was a fan of the band season. So that's, uh, I think it was $3.08 for a Churchill. So we, we had this constant conversation. At what point do we ask her to leave? Because... She would just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and one day, she comes in, and she is getting into an altercation with our cigar store Indian. <laughs> she is fed up with him. He has been talking to her from outside, and she is done. And so I, I had the privilege of telling her to get out. She decided she didn't have to leave. She put up a big scene. She sat down and then tried walking out while holding on to the chair. And finally, one of our lovely officers helped escort her out. But the story doesn't end there. It was two days later when our uh, coworker, my coworker, Laurel, was riding her bike down the street. She was at a stop sign and said she saw the lady. And the lady said, hey, you, make sure you take a cigar out of your... <laughs> Wow. It was she literally wanted to get into a fight with that cigar store Indian. It was it was it had crossed her and had done her the wrong way. Well, so let's just let's just sum it up by saying uh if you've got some free time, go out, check out the discount tobacco outlets around you. You may find some deals and you know, we may be able to help spread the love and while you're in there, buy a pack of cleaners or something. You know, just do something to help support them. And uh you know, go visit all the tobacco shops in your area and bring your pipe, bring your tobacco with you. And, you know, if you get a chance to hang out in there, again, it, it is, it, it, it's really a good bunch of people when you just sit down and start smoking and chatting with everybody. And make a day of it. If you haven't, make a day of it. Uh, I got a group of friends. We regularly decide we're going to meet up at Island Reeves. You go down there, you rent out the you rent out the room for the day, and you just get to hang out with with good people in a great place. And because I know people say, "Well, I live too far away," or "There's not a nice one in the neighborhood." Make a day of it. Go, have some me time, and enjoy a great tobacco shop. There you go. 
All right, Tom, we'll, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they know how to reach out to you through YouTube or through the forums on PipesMagazine.com or on Facebook, and uh, hopefully we'll get you some more stuff for your, uh, for your brother-in-law's fundraiser, and uh, we'll check in with you next month. Uh, see any of you in St. Louis, or if I oh, see yeah. any of you in St. Louis, make sure you come up and say hi. I've never been. I'm excited to go, and it's coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's a it's a great one day show. I won't be there because you know because of life, um, but you'll have a good time. It, and there's always I always found something good to take home with me at that show. So for the music selection, I'm singing, right? Uh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> Tom, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks. See you next month, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. Uh, you know, one of the things I forgot to mention is that uh, you know, Cosmic has, uh, right in his own backyard, the Briary. Uh, one of a, yeah, not a great pipe and tobacco and cigar shop there. So uh, he gets to hang out there a lot. And if you have anything that you'd like to help Tom out with, Feel free to reach out to him. You can get him, you know, all those social media ways or directly through me. All right, for music, because Valentine's Day is uh, right around the corner, like tomorrow. <laughs> Here's my uh, one bit of advice for you. It's uh, the title of the song is called "Treat Her Right," and again, it's the uh, it's John Ferraro and the Mutual Admiration Society. And I guess I'm kind of hooked on this album, but I promise this will be the last one I play. Maybe. All right, here we go.
And again, that's the Mutual Admiration Society CD is available for purchase and available for download and all those uh, wonderful places where you can go and do that. Oh, my God. You've got mail. All right, lots to get through from last week's show with uh, Mike Zika on and the blending. So here we go. Bluegrass Brian starts it off with, My only reaction to this week's interview is, I think we make pipe smoking overcomplicated for the sake of having something to discuss. As far as having guests on to do deep dives into historical brands and other pipe ephemera, yes, please. Those are what I crave. I'd trade five interviews with new up-and-coming pipe carvers for one good 45-minute discussion about historical pipe marquees or tobacco production. We need these history lessons so they don't get lost to time. Uh, Funny thing is, uh, making pipe smoking overly complicated would... (laughs) So Brian says, uh, I'll go back and do this. Uh, I think we make pipe smoking overcomplicated for the sake of having something to discuss. Um, that's part of what the forums are about. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to find more deep dive historical stuff. Uh, unfortunately, you know, not every episode will be that because that's just not possible. And then Casey Ghost says, uh, it was a good show. After you got done with the pipe parts segment, it became even more apparent that pipe manufacturers, artisans, companies, factories, etc. can do whatever they want, and it is up to us to sort it out. No changing standards, gradings that are purely guesswork, shapes that are arbitrary as the devil, etc. Good luck, my fellow consumers. Uh, Mike's way of evaluating pipe tobaccos was interesting. The simplest way for me is to listen to people who I think like, who think like I do on tobacco and go with that. Uh, I suppose I'm in the minority, but I much preferred the original music. (laughs) Okay. And uh, Dino says, it was nice to hear friend and fellow CPCC member Mike again on the show. His tobacco review template is well thought out and will be quite a boon to newer smokers trying to navigate the sea of available tobacco choices. I think us older guys who've been smoking for 20 years or more pretty much know what we like and can embrace or dismiss a new tobacco after a few bowls. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, Then Dino says, I like Steve Vai's cover of Sugar Shack. Thanks for an entertaining show, Dino. You are welcome. Uh, Tatter, T-A-T-T-E-R says, thanks, Brian. Another great show. Really like the music. I downloaded the, that record last week. Not a bad cut on it. I had no idea John Ferraro was a pipe smoker. Glad to hear that. Uh, the size topic was helpful. Now I have to go measure my pipes. Uh, while you're measuring your pipes, you can look back about a year, year and maybe uh, 14 months ago, and you'll see an episode where John Ferraro was the guest on the show. Uh, And then Crash the Grave wraps it up with saying, I've heard often that Dunhill group size is based on the block of wood before shaping, but have never been able to confirm that. I'm curious if you know any more. Great interview. I may try using Mike's review form. It seems quite an intuitive way to track taste. Great music selection as well. Um, All right, so three liked the music, one didn't. Uh, I have not heard if Dunhill does it based off of group size, uh, does the group size based off of the bowl or the block at first, I could see that. But at the same time, I can tell you that they turn bowls uh, pretty much the same size. It just depends on the availability of blocks. But, yeah, who knows? Uh, So, yeah, I guess the original block would have something to do with the size of the pipe that it's going to yield. Uh, and then uh, Nelson sent me an email asking about rumors about McClellan shutting down, and I'll just refer you back to what I said last month. Yeah, they're looking for the right tobacco, and if they can't find it, they're not going to. Uh, they're just not going to compromise their their quality controls. So there you go. Uh, lots coming up. Lots coming up, including this weekend the St. Louis Pipe Show. I won't be there, sadly, but uh, do make sure and get out there. Next week is International Pipe Smoking Day, so do something, get together with friends, do whatever you can, post pictures of it, tweet, I don't know, hashtag it, hash brown it. 
then uh, March 10th is the Newark Pipe Show or the New York Pipe Show in Newark, New Jersey. And then uh, April is the Raleigh Triangle Area Pipe Smokers Show. And I'm hoping I can get up there just for the day just to visit and uh, chew the fat and hang out a little bit. Uh, that is on, I'm scrambling here, April 7th. And then, of course, May 2nd through the 6th is the Chicago Pipe Show. The Chicago International Pipe and Tobacchiana Show, the big one. All right, rant time next. Should have done this one last week, but uh, anyway, for uh, just for your for your information going forward, uh, don't buy your girlfriend, wife, significant other Valentine's gifts, and here's why. So to start off with, you have your significant other's birthday, then you have Christmas, then in the case of you know you've been together for a while, you have anniversaries. Then you have uh, Valentine's Day, and then you have, in some situations, you have Mother's Day. Well, that's like five times a year when you got to come up with something. Now, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day are the two perfect times where you, it's perfectly acceptable just to get a card and flowers. And here's why I now realize I like cards and flowers. One, cards store away very easily. If you buy them a gift of some sort, then you got to deal with that. And then you got to figure out what kind of a gift it is. And then after 30-something years of being together, you have this whole pile of crap that nobody really cares about because they were either trinket gifts or doodads or whatnots. Anyway, if you buy them flowers or a consumable for Mother's Day and, uh, and Valentine's Day, candies, baked goods, a cake, whatever it is... It goes away. It dies. It disappears. Balloons are good. They go away. They disappear. You throw them away. Gone. You don't have to deal with them. Because let me warn you now, after being, you know, 30 plus years now, uh, you get this whole pile of little trinket crap, and the little trinket crap just gets in the way. Or if you don't want to do little trinket crap and you really want to come up with a real gift, then you really got to do some work and think about it. Well, that's what birthdays and anniversaries and Christmas is for. Take Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Get them a little disposable whatever or, you know, something that you can just throw away. Uh, if they're pipe smokers, get them, a, get them tobacco. It'll go away pretty quick. All right, there you go. Remember, new shows every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time is when they are posted and available for eternity. Uh get a chance go to itunes leave a rating or review we'd appreciate that comments or questions don't want to post them publicly you can email me brian at pipesmagazine.com uh you can post stuff on pipes magazine for us and all that stuff so with all that being said happy valentine's day to everybody and uh thanks to tom for joining in with me today and until next time who cares about the clouds when we're together just Sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Well, I'll give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. <laughs> Time to musk up.